Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I am coming to you after UCLA lost to Oregon State at home. And they didn't just lose to Oregon State at home. They lost by a lot to Oregon State at home. 48-31. Um, obviously a huge disaster uh, for uh, UCLA under Chip Kelly, for UCLA, the program as a whole. Um, I think you can make a strong case now, a very easy and more or less rock-solid case that UCLA has badly regressed from last year, and if you recall last year, uh, the Bruins went three and nine, um, but they're now one and five through the first six, which is the same record as last year through the first six, but the five um, include now Oregon State, which is by far the worst loss of the Chip Kelly era, and maybe the worst loss for UCLA in terms of the quality of opponent in I don't know how long. Um, this is a better Oregon State team than the last couple of years, but it's not a not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so this was uh, obviously um, a, a very, very bad sign for anyone who's uh, continuing to uh, hope for the best um, or, you know, who continues to think that's possible, I should say, um, for uh, Chip Kelly to turn this thing around. Um, because, uh, this basically puts UCLA in the position again, where it's hard to see a win, let alone, you know, anything that would make this year look like a progression from last year. It's what we talked about in the broadcast this week. Um, there've been a few different inflection points or, you know, kind of must wins, um, at different levels of this regression. First, um, Cincinnati. If this year was going to be a true step forward to something akin to actually competing in the South or making a decent bowl game, you needed to win against Cincinnati. That needed to be the first, you know, the first notch in the belt going to eight and four. Okay, so they screw that one up and they don't do it. So then after that, it's San Diego State. Okay, so that's the game where you need to win that if you still want to be, you know, having a, if you still want to have a really, credible chance of making a bowl game. They don't do that. So at that point, okay, those were the two must wins to make it better than last year. Now it's just a matter of, okay, can you hold serve with last year? And for this year, given the schedule, that would have been going two and four through the first six and taking care of business against Oregon State. And instead of doing that, they lost and badly. Um, this was, uh, aside from Oklahoma, the worst, um, margin of, of loss, uh, for UCLA this year. Um, so yeah, I think you can make a strong claim now that it's, it's a regression from last year. Um, they are worse through six games than they were last year when they started 0-5 and then went 1-5 and because in the two games leading up to, um, the, the break, the midway point, uh, they looked better. You know, Washington and Cal, they looked um, suddenly like they were getting it together. Uh, this was the low point, uh, Oregon State. So a lot of bad there from a macro perspective. Um, to everyone asking about, um, you know, whether you can fire Chip Kelly after something like that, whether um, you make defensive changes or anything like that, I, I really I really don't... First, 
no, you're not doing that mid-season. That's not going to happen. Um, sure, there's an absurd scenario where somebody steps down or whatever, but um, no, UCLA is not going to fire anyone mid-season. Um, but I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to take the temperature of um, people associated with the program after losing this one um, and losing it in that fashion, you know, by 17 points at home um, to see where people are on Chip Kelly. Um, you know, it had calmed down a little bit, I think, heading into and out of the Washington State game, um, because there was some talk, you know, if it's 0-12, eh. um, now, I mean, if it's 1-11 at the end of this and they continue to slide, which is what's happening right now, you know, they're, they're, they're not hitting that stride that happened last year. Um, it's, you know, been marginally improved offensive play um, and disaster defense, uh, worse defense than last year. So uh, it's hard to see how many more wins there could be. I still think Stanford next week is a chance. Colorado and ASU present kind of chances. Um, but frankly, I don't see this defense stopping anybody. And if any offense scouts at UCLA, they're going to try to throw the ball a ton. Um, and I see teams kind of getting the book on UCLA more and more as the season goes on. Um, so yeah, there's still a chance that teams will get really stubborn. I mean, even Oregon state, I thought they left a lot of yards and points on the table cause they just ran too damn much. Um, you know, Jonathan Smith, I, I thought got really conservative at points in this game. They could have really put a number on UCLA. Um, and they scored 48 points with basically no issue. Um, but they still, you know, I, I thought they sacrificed some drives because they were too worried about keeping balanced. Um, they, they could have thrown the ball to Isaiah Hodgins all night. I mean, they could have been play actioning and just throwing those 15, 20 yard outs all night. And there was nothing UCLA was going to be able to do to stop it. So, um, no, I mean, if, if teams get, and they should start getting the book on this whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't, it's hard to see another win. Um, sure. A, a weird, absurd scenario can happen the same way it happened against Washington State, but who can predict that? Um, I think in aggregate, I'd probably still say they, they go 2-10, and ten. Um, but if you ask me to pick who that other one is, I don't know. I mean, it could be any of them. It just matters, you know, which team comes in with a bad offensive game plan and which one, you know, does everything click right for UCLA offensively. And I do want to get into that, too. Um, so... This game should, I would, I, I would hope at least, would get people to calm down on the entire issue is DTR. Um, and I think that has calmed down a little bit, but I really hope this game hammers at home. You cannot give up 48 points to Oregon State at home and win no matter what you're doing offensively. Um, it's just, you can't do that. Um and if you're if you're in the position where you're having to overcome 48 points given up to Oregon State at home, and yeah, we talked up their offense heading into this one, but Oregon State hadn't scored 48 points in a game. Maybe they did against Cal Poly, I don't know. But they hadn't done that in any other game. So, I, absurd result. Um, and no UCLA defense should be doing that against Oregon State at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this defense is a disaster. It's an absolute disaster, and it's been hidden by a couple of things that have happened otherwise, but it is so bad. It's hidden by, uh, let's just go through them. Cincinnati, not a good offense. Great defense, not a good offense. San Diego State, uh, bad offense. Really bad offense. And still, these guys are hitting personal records in, quarter, in, in passing yards. Uh, then you have Oklahoma, which took its foot off the gas. 
Then you have Washington State, which put up 63 points and nine passing touchdowns, but it gets overshadowed by the fact that UCLA was able to make the comeback, despite Washington State continuing to score in that second half. And then last week against Arizona, people talked themselves into that defensive performance being a good one, or at least a credible one because of the point totals, not taking into account the fact that Arizona was playing with a shaky quarterback who still managed to throw up 350 passing yards because this secondary is both it has both regressed almost totally from last year and is absurdly poorly coached. Um, so many times they're guarding no one. Um, and yeah, you can pin that on individual players if you want to, but if everyone in the secondary has gotten worse from a year ago and they're also all doing the basically the same thing, which is guarding no one, um, that's coaching. That's scheme. That's play. That's position coaching. That's everything. Um, if, if, if you see your corners dropping 30 yards off of the receivers and you don't coach them up to tell them, Hey, don't do that anymore. That's on you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, it's easy to pin it on the players and say this individual guy is not good or that individual guy is not good. Um, but almost every single one of these guys was better last year. And the more they're in the system, the worse they're getting. So what does that tell you? Um, regardless, the defense is for me still the number one issue because I don't see any improvement. I don't see any improvement possible there because we have no proof of concept, at least with Chip Kelly's offense, even this thing that's not a tempo offense that he didn't run at Oregon. We've at least seen that progress over a season. We saw it last year. It got better at the end of the year. This one has actually gotten better mid season. You know, it started off bad. It's been better-ish mid-year. Not as it's not making the leap that last year's offense did, but it's still better-ish than it was at the beginning of the year. Um, but the defense, I I just don't see it. I, I I'm having a really hard time seeing it. So that's why I was talking about the defense as the main issue early on, um, and that's why I still think it's the main issue. All right. Um, well, that's enough macro talk. Let's talk about this game. Um, so you could say, uh, Oregon state went up 21, nothing at the beginning. And from there, it was a relatively evenly played game. Um, but think about what you're saying there. Uh, UCLA after spotting its opponent, 21 points was able to play about evenly with what has been the worst program in the PAC 12 over the last decade, at least that's, that's bad. Um, so UCLA, um, they gave up that weird uh, drop kick, um, uh, onside kick on the from the 50, which, look, weird stuff happens, and, you know, that was just a weird thing that happened, and there was this, like, cascading effect in those first six minutes of just bad things happening, um, and Oregon State, I mean, obviously, they didn't, it, it was UCLA's horrible defense playing a huge role in that, um, the first drive, the opening drive for Oregon State was way too easy, just marching down the field, and then it kind of cascaded from there into the absurdity. Um, and then from there, it was a relatively even game. Um, you know, I thought, uh, uh, let's talk one major positive, because I do think this is worth saying and, and not to, I, I don't want to just denigrate, because frankly, I don't want to denigrate any individual players, because I, I don't I don't see this as at all their fault. Um, Austin Burton was really good in this one. Um, I think the game plan was way too conservative. Um, I, I thought he was really good though. Um, and when he was asked to throw downfield, I thought he did a nice job. Um, I think they limited him, um, in some ways. Um, and I think they had him on some really designed 
pass plays where it was just kind of locked into who he was throwing to in his primary. But I think when he was given a little bit more freedom to work, I thought he worked well. Um, he threw the ball on the run. Um, he made some good decisions with his legs. Uh, I'd love to see more of him. Um, and you know, that's not even knocking DTR who I think has a lot of potential too, but, um, I think UCLA has a playable backup there for sure. Um, and frankly, I'd love to see them compete this year. Um, and see if Burton can actually win some time. Uh, if you remember when we were talking about it in spring, Austin Burton looked even, um, and on some days better than DTR. Um, and I'm, I'm far from a, from a huge Dorian Thompson Robinson critic. Um, but you could, you could easily make an argument that uh, Burton should see more time going forward. And this should be a competition because frankly, this team's not doing anything. So open things up, have a full competition there, alternate series, who cares, but just see what you have by the end of this year. Um, so that you can walk into next year, fully confident in who's going to play that position. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, Demetric Felton's really good, obviously. Um, just an absolute super stud. Um, and, uh, you know, Joshua Kelly ran some tough yards, um, between the tackles. Um, you know, again, I thought it was a, it was a pretty conservative game plan. And when Kelly was in there, it was like, he was in, you know, just to grind and to, you know, do these clock chewing drives and just all that kind of stuff. Um, but I thought he, he handled that role. Well, I thought his success rate was probably pretty good. Um, I'll have to look at that though. Uh, Kyle Phillips seemed to get used a little bit more. Maybe it's, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes quarterbacks have a connection with a particular player, maybe Burton and Phillips, um, are, uh, you know, kind of close that way. Um, but yeah, I thought offensively it was a good game for, for several guys. I thought the offensive line, you know, generally wasn't too great. Um, but you know, UCLA still made some things happen. Um, but yeah, they made that Oregon state defensive line look probably a little bit better than it was. Um, defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Not great for anybody. Um, you know, Keyshawn Lucier South, I think, once again, made an impact. Um, you know, it was obvious when he was out there pressuring Luton that things got a little off kilter for Oregon State. But really, I thought the only thing that limited Oregon State was Oregon State um, and Jonathan Smith. I thought they got a little bit conservative themselves. Um, they really didn't need to run the ball nearly as much as they tried to. Um, and I think if they'd decided that this was going to be a game where Jake Luton threw the ball 45 times, they would have racked up 600 yards easy. Um, there was just, there was no resistance there. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really bad. Um, and I think what did it end up being, uh, UCLA had 89 total plays to Oregon state's 58. So they had 31 more plays, but just 44 more yards. Um, so Oregon state finished with 7.7 yards per play, um, which included that clock killing at the end. They were well over eight heading into that drive. Um, and UCLA finished at five and a half. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was, this was a very, 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 very poor game. Um, and where UCLA goes from here, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's not, it's unpredictable, um, whether they're going to win two or three or gosh, maybe even four. Um, I, I really don't think four is on the table that much anymore, but I guess it's still on the outside realm. Um, but more than likely it's probably two and 10, three and nine, um, with a win over 
probably like Colorado, maybe one over Cal if they don't get Garbers back and Modster is still in there. Um, but whatever it is, it's going to be, it's going to be very bad. Um, and whether that leads to a coaching change, whether it leads to Chip Kelly saying, you know what, this is not for me, I'm, I'm moving on, or whether it just leads to, um, you know, what is a put up or shut up year in 2020, um, you know, keep, keep the hope alive that, uh, there will be a new dawn here soon. Um, and that there is like, frankly, there is some potential in this offense at the very least. And I'm not really, I'm not really willing to give up on the defensive players. Um, I do think there's some talent in this program. Um, and frankly, they should, <sighs> Oregon state looks more talented in a game like that. Isaiah Hodgins looks like the best player on the field and he might very well be. Artavis Pierce looks like the second best player on the field and he might very well be, but across the board, UCLA should never look like they're less talented than Oregon state. And I think they're being, they're looking that way largely due to schematic failures, um, it was uh, one more little frustrating anecdote from this game. Um, UCLA's final scoring drive uh, went 17 plays in just under seven minutes. So it started at the end of the third quarter and continued on to basically the midway point of the fourth quarter. And UCLA just not running tempo, not doing anything. Austin, You can see Austin Burton just like mouthing, come on, we got to go and not getting the play call in in time. And it's just... It's absurd to watch how predisposed they are to not do the thing that made Chip Kelly Chip Kelly at Oregon. Um, and it's utterly crazy to watch maddening. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know where that is going to end up. So anyway, all right. Well, that's enough for me. Um, I'm going to write a thing now about that. But I wanted to give you guys a broadcast first to let you know my initial thoughts. All right. Well, that's it for me. Um, <clears throat> God, my voice. Um, that's it for me. So uh, we will talk again soon. Enjoy the rest of your week and the bye week, the merciful, merciful bye week. Um, it'll be fun to have that. So I um, guess we'll get to watch Stanford. That'll be fun. All right. Talk to you soon.